These are the tribulations of Paulette. I'm gonna jump right into your heart. I'm gonna jump right into your heart. I'm gonna jump right into your heart. Yes, that's where I'll start. I'm gonna kiss my baby. Outside in my driveway, the liquor store minivan idles. Motor running, but locked up tight. The excitement is building on both fronts. Brian, my hunky delivery boy, is concerned about getting into the van as quickly as possible. The cougar in me hopes that it will take all night. We go back into the house to get warm. I offer him a beer, but he says no, that he couldn't possibly drink on company time. I think, well, now you're on my time, Junior. When we rule out the coat hanger as an entry tool, Brian decides to run down to the gas station on the corner to see if they have a jimmy stick. I wrap him in my husband's ski jacket, and off he goes. The moment he's out the door, my teenage brain goes into overtime. I dim the lights in all the rooms. I switch to the all John Mayer playlist. I dab more Joe Malone here and there. I call the liquor store and explain to Harry, the owner, what's going on. Harry isn't too worried, as I was Brian's last delivery. Ah, tell the kid to take his time, Harry jokes. Tell him to stay as long as he wants. Great minds think alike, Harry. Now I must tell you that several years ago I figured out that cocktails are like breasts. One isn't enough, and three are too many. Tonight, though, I find myself gazing longingly at the remains of my second drink when my cell phone rings, and it's Dolly, my best friend. There is a lot I'm going to tell you about Dolly, but first let me say that when Dolly calls it's hard to get a word in edgewise. In her charming diarrhea-at-the-mouth kind of way, she tells me what she's been up to all day, and that she's coming over right now for a drive-by. A drive-by is when Dolly drives her big old white guzzler right up to my back door. I bring her a cocktail and we chat. She never leaves her car, making it years since I've actually seen her legs. But now I'm running out of time and Dolly's going to ruin my night. Throwing caution to the wind, I pour myself the third breast along with a huge solo breast for Dolly. I grab my coat and go outside to wait for the drive-by. Dolly appears almost instantly, and I hand her the wine. She gestures to Brian's van. Who's here, she wants to know. I explain what's going on, but not the underlying seduction part. Dolly says, oh, he'll be back in a minute. That gas station is terrible, and they don't have a jimmy stick. You have to call the police. They're the only ones who can help. A few seconds later, Brian shows up, and he's really bummed out. That's a terrible gas station, he says, and Dolly winks at me over her wine glass. I introduce them, and I can see Dolly sizing him up. She's divorced, so technically she's allowed. But Brian is mine. I haven't passed him on to anyone. He's untainted. I just want Dolly to leave, but she's giving him the third degree and asking him how long he's been my delivery guy. When she hears one year, she shoots me daggers. Brian is starting to look anxious again. I say, okay, Dolly, I gotta help Brian, so more later. With that, she hands me her empty wine glass and backs her white elephant out of my driveway. Back in the house, there's a text waiting for me from Dolly, who has smelled a rat. Looks like Brady, it says, minus paycheck. 
Brian now has his head in his hands on my kitchen counter. This day, he tells me, is just not going to end. I got a horrible grade on a controlled substances exam this morning. I lost my apartment this afternoon, and I may have to move home with my parents. Now I'm locked out of the company car. Could things be worse? Oh, won't you just please have a beer and relax, I insist. By the way, I say, I called the liquor store while you were gone, and Harry doesn't mind at all. Horrified, Brian interrupts me. You called the store? Oh, my God, he moans. They'll think I'm an idiot. Now, Brian has his head in his hands again, and I realize to my shock that he is kind of crying. His shoulders are heaving, and he won't look up. I feel an internal cringe. Common sense washes over me in a wave. I feel like a complete old fool. I turn up the kitchen lights, pour Brian a big glass of house brand lactate chocolate milk, get him a tissue and pat his back. I even feel kind of guilty. What the hell am I doing ordering absinthe anyway? Brian is just a kid. He's somebody's boy. And this boy slurps his lactose-free chocolate milk gratefully as I dial the phone number to the Brookline police. Music for this podcast is brought to you by the very fabulous, very talented Mr. Eric Fontana. And now my work is done. I climb the stairs to your room. My key unlocks your door. Next time, a random diagnosis and a very special phone call. Till then, ta-ta. Your